Passports, please. Have a banana. My whole weekend is ruined. Hung him for 28 days. Leader of Britain. Destroyer of the NHS. Should I kill myself? And um... I can only get jobs when they can't see my face. <laughs> Happy dance. The children look forward to baby Isabel's <laughs> visit so much. She's become part of the classroom. We talk about her a lot. We think about how baby Isabel might be feeling in certain situations. It's certainly showing that the children regard each other more with a, with a greater sense of empathy in times of turn-taking, sharing things on the tables. They react better to each other. So, basically, there's a charity, I think, in Northampton, mm. who solves bullying in schools. This is going to get horrific, isn't it? No. All right. I'm turning over leaves. Oh, okay. <laughs> they solve bullying in schools yeah. with babies. What? They just push babies in there. <laughs> <laughs> here's, some, here's some kids that have been really aggressive towards you. Yes. Oh, you know what? I want, I want my newborn baby. Bring the most vulnerable it. thing you can find. Yeah. So they get a baby to teach the class. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, and apparently they go into detail about how the baby knows, you know, gotten used to teaching. The stress. <laughs> I didn't need a degree. Yeah. <laughs> lo- low pay, good holidays. Yeah. <laughs> Which I, th- I think there's a few things great about that. It's one teachers can't teach so get babies to do it yeah. <laughs> I can't think of I mean it's um, what I saw was it was mainly for like primary school kids mm. so it was the equivalent of what well, it was you know I guess most people have this if they've got younger siblings or whatever but if a whole class has to look after something yeah usually like a hamster or a fish but yeah, if that yeah, dies yeah. no one cares <laughs> so this one's got like legal protection mm. so they have to like you know check and see how she is and there's this one baby isabel apparently she's amazing in it <laughs> <laughs> it's just they like you know and and they go through hypothetical questions like so isabel looks sad why do you think she's sad i'm trying to just like force empathy into people <laughs> it's a, it's quite a nice thing yeah I just think it's a yeah. I just think it's a weird <laughs> way to deal with the situation. Well, I makes sense. Yeah, it works. It's like you say, I've seen it with animals. Like my, uh, when yeah. when I was a kid, when I was in like reception class or year one or something like pretty young, um, we got like our family dog. Like we had we had a puppy mm. for the first time, um, and my dad would bring it into class for a couple of mornings a week, like to show the kids and everything like that. For him, it was a way to get the dog used to kids, which is smart for like a small but will be powerful dog. Mm. Um, and like the teachers welcomed it because it got all the kids kind of to like bond together and fawn over this thing. And like yeah. all of those, all of that aggression that some kids can have towards each other for stupid Took reasons just dog. kind of <laughs> it just kind of dissolves yeah, for, yeah. for a moment. So I get yeah. it. I can see how it works. Like, if you do have to, if like, if you're not aware of others, then being forced to care for somebody will give you that insight into looking into how others feel. Mm. There's this whole thing about like people don't know how mean that the like, bullies don't realize the effect that they're having on people. So it's like if you see firsthand the effect, then you can start to sympathize with that effect. Yeah. So it seems quite cool. It just seems like it also seems like you just you're making babies work. 
<laughs> and then the problem is put them to work the problem is because you get have, them paying taxes you have to be a baby to do this so <laughs> just after like a year maybe two you're fired well that's discrimination where'd you go <laughs> <laughs> I want to be a baby again yeah <laughs> I'm better at this than you and I was born yesterday <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so it's called Roots of Empathy it's a school based intervention project for young children uh, aims to improve social and emotional skills using a baby uh, their exploration of the world as a tiny teacher the sessions help the children to understand and articulate their feelings learn about respect respect that baby <laughs> <laughs> Chantifan, or is it the baby show me some respect because <laughs> I could give a shit and I have <laughs> clean it up child development and safety safety around the baby and the power of a loving bond between parent and baby okay uh, p- questions are posed to the children to develop their problem solving skills questions like how do you think the baby is feeling now how can you tell how does it make you feel when the baby for example cries or smiles are woven into every session the children share suggestions why Isabel might be behaving in a certain way or doing something a particular way and they've shared ideas for things I could try to respond to and they've shared their ideas for things I could try to respond to these observations. But they don't want Just... Why is she laughing? Why is she crying? <laughs> why is she shitting on the table? <laughs> Just why, why? Why? Why is she laughing? Because she's happy. But what is happiness? Oh. Baby teacher. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! <laughs> I'll never have the joyful innocence of a baby again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do deep philosophical conversations, but. I don't quite know my ABCs. (laughs) But it's nap time. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) We've just attended the baby celebration, a day to celebrate the close of the programme each year. It was lovely to see the 20 babies. They're building an army. uh, Who've been working with about 500 school children across Northamptonshire. Seeing them all crying and laughing and playing and crying was quite something. 500 children have had 20 babies. 20 babies. 20 babies have circulated around 500 children. So that's what, like 25 different... 25 to 1. That baby can take them all on. 0.04 babies per child. That was the sign. They shouldn't have dissected that baby. (laughs) That's where the whole thing fell apart. We're teaching them about love and kindness. (laughs) (laughs) Why did you jump up the baby? (laughs) So you won't hit David again. Yeah, I thought it was a nice little, nicer, more pleasant introduction. Yeah, yeah. Noticed it starts. I've had not a bad week, well, a bad week, but <laughs> you know, there's. I've, I think I've I've started the detox a little bit more from Nick other is gesturing. stuff. <laughs> 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 well, you know, good. The thing is that when you start to detox, just better things come into you. Better things happen in in, in your day to day life. Today, for example, <laughs> I hit you in the eye with Christmas. <laughs> uh, I've actually been told to to say it's it's not a Christmas wreath. Is it's it not? just an autumn slash winter wreath. Autumn slash is an autumn wreath. It's green. I guess autumnal, evergreen. Oh. That's autumnal, isn't it? Is it? I don't know. We didn't have any like berries and shit. I don't know. It was dark and it was in your eye. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> I walked up to Steve's front door and he's got a fucking wreath. So I thought it'd be funny that when Steve comes down the door through the frosted glass, he sees me attacking the wreath. It's a normal thing. And then I realised that actually this could be a good weapon. <laughs> and to prove it to Steve, I was like, yeah, because we've had this discussion about um, I don't like having windows because I think it's a security threat. Mm. 
uh, well, I think wreaths are also security <laughs> threats. So I thought, I bet when he opens the door, I could like flick it and it could like completely disable it. <laughs> so he did, and it did. And, <laughs> and I was like, I'm sorry, this is meant to be an experiment. <laughs> but you understand how I now have access to your whole house? <laughs> Yeah, thanks, Nick. Go upstairs. Yeah. While no, I replace the my eye. eye. <laughs> it wasn't even the lazy one. It was a fucking <laughs> functioning one. Yeah, it's had too much Christmas, Doc. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I started sort of... Uh, the, yeah, I had bad another emergency tooth appointment, which was completely useless. Why not? Yeah, just yeah, spice it up. Just fucking... No, this is nothing to be done for three weeks, so just fuck it. Uh, the, the problem with... The one thing I hate most in the world is indecisiveness. Yeah, and it hate I hate it even more when it's somebody who's in control of my situation being indecisive. Mm. So I'm just going to take control and be like, "No, fuck you." Yeah, no, no I've decided. Take I'm my tooth out. out. <laughs> yeah. Why well, even? I, I went down the private stuff again. Like phoned up the hospitals. Like, hey, yeah. got an appointment. If I give you money, can you just do it? <laughs> we don't do that here. So, like, God damn it! <laughs> it's the no. De- went to a pri- other private dental practices. They're like, nope. Mm. We can do it uh, with a local anaesthetic, but they I told them Western medicine doesn't really work on me. They were like, oh, okay, <laughs> <laughs> oh, kind of fine. I need tiger blood. <laughs> yeah, well, it's been attempted to be removed twice with local anaesthetic. And it's just like, right. no, no, it's just okay. not going to happen. It's inhumane, I think was the phrase we used. <laughs> so it's like, well, but they... I'm inhuman, so. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm fine with it if you want to do it. Like, yeah, but they can't willingly make me pass out. So they have to like, oh, oh right. well, it's not going to, no. Welcome to the old Insurance thing just... policies. But I thought, like, like, maybe laughing gas? I don't know, maybe, is that different? Is no, that illegal? it's, it's is not. That's, well, that's what I yeah. had at the dentist when I was a kid, and I had teeth out. Like, they give you not. Yeah, I had that when I was a kid, yeah. yeah. Why but, not? Can you not do it as an adult? I don't know. Asthmatic? Can't <laughs> laugh. <laughs> he laughs too much! <laughs> no, but yeah, just, they just maybe they don't use it anymore. They just use Novocaine or whatever. <laughs> but it's just like, well, it's just... Just smash work. you over the head. Yeah. I, t- yeah. I, I, I said, I, t- I don't mind... You ripping out nerves, so long as you don't mind me screaming, because <laughs> I got no problem with screaming. Once they're gone, I can't feel anything. <laughs> I'll just scream my way through. It's fine. Yeah, um, but yeah, they're like, no, it's just not. I guess insurance and lawsuits and whatever. It's like, uh, what was it? There's a thing in Six Feet Under where like the woman wanted to see her husband after he died in the coffin, but he was chopped up by a ship's propeller. <laughs> And like they like never show the body, never show a chopped up corpse to the beloved. No, no. <laughs> but they sense. did because they were like, you need closure. And then she oh. sued. So I imagine that's the same thing with me and the dentist. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the, um, the, uh, the good thing about all this pain is you start to try and find distractions for it. You start to try and figure out what to do with it. And all your social life just disappears because you just can't do I can't go to the gym. Mm. can't do so many other stuff so well, that's like, well, I'm great just in the house well the good thing is like my sleeping pattern has started to form into something somewhat respectable yeah and i've noticed like an immediate difference it's really strange right like i wake up at six in the morning now mm. and i go to bed at like eight at night yeah and that's like it's a bit you know elderly <laughs> but <laughs> I've no, I've just noticed different. I've no, I've, I've I've given myself a bedtime, and it's not what I thought it meant before. It was like you have to get a, you go to bed at eleven. That yeah. means for me, I go upstairs and I fall asleep. Yeah, and it's like no, you've, you've, I've started to be a bit more like give yourself an hour. Yeah, 
<laughs> which of is sort of you know I still find I tried it for a bit too I just vulnerable. can't stick to it was it like giving yourself an hour to yeah. chill out before sleep yeah yeah it, but it does after after a while once because I got I got like 10 hours sleep last night and I woke up at 6 and I felt good if you yeah. fall asleep if I fell asleep at 6 in the morning and I woke up at 4 o'clock at night I'd feel like shit yeah and it's like with the same amount of sleep you could maybe argue daylight like keep yeah. like not giving you good enough sleep yeah like because apparently you don't fully turn off if there's sunshine coming no, into your life no. so you just <laughs> just can't deal with it um so maybe it's just like being in darkness and being doing that or whatever but i think it's just uh i don't know just morning person more of a better seem to feel a bit of a better rest for doing it so mm. i could try and keep up with doing it but yeah i need to give myself like two i've given myself two hour windows to do stuff now yeah, which is like, I need to go. To, I need to be asleep between ten p.m. and twelve p.m., twelve a.m. so that I can wake up between six a.m. and eight a.m. Yeah. So that means I need two hours before that to start getting you know ready for sleep, which is like, sort dog out. You know, do whatever. It, it just means not doing nothing committal for those two hours. Yeah. So it doesn't. So if I'm say I'm watching t- a film, I wouldn't start watching a film at eight p.m. Because I know that within those two hours, I have to, you know, I have to right. go to go to sleep. Right. So you, you, you don't, yeah, you don't get into bed at eight o'clock. You start. If I'm tired, then yeah. yeah. But the point of the window is to just not commit to anything. Yeah. So that it's like, like that you don't start eating a meal. Don't start cooking a meal. No. Then that'll start to overrun. Don't start a phone call. Don't do anything like that. It's so two hours of just like nope, no, non-committal. I can just sit here and stare at the wall, mm. but I can't start a project or. Yeah. jump into a project okay. yeah and it just seems like that as soon as that window's opened up your brain has time to like not even like it's not even like time for your brain to, to power down it's just you re, it, the amount of stuff that you feel you have to be doing without it's not even that you feel that you have to do it it's just you're used to doing cons- like constantly if you stop doing it your brain has that moment to take a break and be like i can just go to sleep yeah let's go to sleep yeah <laughs> But yeah, if you're like sat down watching a film and the film ends at midnight and you want to be in bed by midnight, then yeah, it's like, oh, quick, quick, go upstairs and go to sleep. So yeah. You'll take a while to yeah do all that kind of shit. So yeah, I thought I might as well start a nice little chirpy baby teacher situation. <laughs> On to other news. It does get a little bit. Um, so I think, I want to know how you feel about this because I think I think we have different views on it but maybe not okay uh, there's this whole thing this week about um some a company in the uk microchipping their employees okay and people like that's bad and i'm like sounds good <laughs> are you against microchipping the working class <laughs> <laughs> right so yeah uh what's the purpose uh to instead of an id card basically from the little that i read they proposed it, so they didn't enforce it. But the idea was, you get a microchip in your hand, and you use that to scan yourself in and out of a building. Okay. Like um, that was the one idea presented. I'm sure after that there was like you know world domination, kind of stuff. But then, yeah. Do, um, I don't know. I yeah. I can understand why people would why people would have something against it. Well, I think the, if yeah. I was if I was going to 
if it was for a fucking warehouse job, I'd be like, no, go fuck yourself. But if I'll just go and work in that warehouse where they don't parlor, stab me. No, good. but if you if if you're higher up the chain, say, and be like, no, this is a career decision. I'll so yeah, right. no worries. I'll do that. Um, but I don't know. I'd be a bit pissed if I already worked there and then they were like, well, you can either have this or you can leave. Yeah. I think I am against it for a company, but I'm all for it for the individual. Right. So if a company was like, we want you to have this microchip, that feels like they can be like, well, you slept from, you woke up at 5 a.m. and you're only here at 9 a.m. Oh, yeah. No. If it does anything like that, that, I'm not in. As as soon as that happens, you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. This is like, this is a weird use of this. This is you using it for manipulation. Yeah. Whereas if it was just an individual getting microchips so that they could Amazon Alexa their entire life. Oh, yeah. Do what you want. Then that'd be great. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I think if there was a product designed for that, I'd be all for it if the individual purchased it. Yeah, but if you know Tesco Doesn't started Bill Gates shipping have that their kind stuff, of shit. like his whole house is automated. You got to imagine Probably. it's something to do with his his biometric. He went on tour with a jar of shit. I know. I saw. <laughs> that, was, that was a weird automation system. I yeah. Got, um, <laughs> Alexa, carry my bat, my jar of shit. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I'd be all for. I was. I said before, like Google Glass. I think was was going to be awesome, and people got creeped out by it. Mm. And I don't understand. I think it's just I don't know. Well, you like when I went on my little. Dis- I'm doing a lot of gesturing. <laughs> yeah, a lot. Just feeling rested. My arm isn't looking into the curtain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When I went into my discussion about Windows, yeah, you said that you didn't understand why I'm okay with stuff like Alexa and all that stuff in my house, like technological privacy invasion. Yeah, yeah. Because there was a because th- Amazon have had a few things about like I think there was a murder. Right. At, in in a house with an Amazon Alexa and in the past the court has demanded the Amazon Alexa recordings be released. Right. So it is recording stuff but it doesn't like I don't know email it until you say Alexa. Right. So it is passively always listening. It has to be listening. Yeah, in order to pick it up. But yeah. so it's also got this the buffer of I don't know a certain amount of time. Yeah. Could be seconds, could be minutes, could be whatever. Um so it is always listening. It's always but then so's a lot of stuff. But yeah. So what are your concerns about that kind of technological privacy invasion? Because I can only imagine it's going to get worse with a microchip, as in like monitoring blood. You know, you could hear someone's hand or something. Aren't they? Yeah, um, I don't know. I, I I don't know exactly what it is to be honest. Mm. Um, it I I think it's less um, it's less about a machine having like information about me than it is about this idea of someone else on the other end of the machine having that information. Like, that feels more, much more personal to me. Right. There's like, because I wouldn't have any issue, say, having CCTV around my house. Yeah. It's about other people having access to that. Like, and in, in the same way that you wouldn't want a company being like, uh, well, you yeah. slept at what this time. What time did you time wake up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, like, you don't want any kind of organisation or anything to have that information, even if they're not going to do anything with it. Yeah. But it's okay for you to have that information, such as the CCTV. Right. And the assumption with the stuff like Amazon Alexa and that is yeah. that other people not, would be able to potentially... Yeah, not necessarily that they do, but yeah. that it's a possibility that they could. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you were to take all video and audio away... 
from something like a microchip so that it couldn't hear what you were talking about or yeah. see what you were seeing or whatever, then I think it would probably be fine if it was just for your medical statistics. Oh, yeah. You know, if it's yeah. like basically a Fitbit. Yeah. But a Fitbit that also unlocks your car. Yeah. <laughs> Does all that kind of stuff. People I think pump it'd be fine. an unreal amount of information about themselves just onto the internet for everybody to see anyway. Yeah. Like, we still have to tell people, like, stop posting pictures and posting updates when you go on holiday, when you have left your house unattended. <laughs> yeah. Stop it. It's so fucking stupid, but everybody does it. Uh, people do stupid. Yeah, well, there's the disconnect. You're tracking well, the yourself. Disconnect. <laughs> yeah. Where am I? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wonder if it's not. I think if you removed phones, people would do the same thing. Mm. You know, it's it's not even like the digital uh, endorphin thing. I think it's just people just want to talk and want yeah. to broadcast stuff. Yeah. And if they weren't doing it to the the void, they'd probably just do it to people in the street. Yeah. But yeah, I'm all for microchipping, just so long as you're doing it for yourself. Because, mm. yeah, it just feels like it could be very beneficial. What was that? I've read something. Oh, I think it was a documentary. And it was a guy who... Um, he he was some kind of biologist or doctor or whatever, and he examined shit. <laughs> and he would he made a special shitter for himself, and he was able to detect through stool samples his entire you know <laughs> health thing. And he realized he got he saw through that there must have been like years of information or months of information that he <laughs> had early years he had early onset Alzheimer's or something. Oh right. And managed to get it, you know, like, oh cool. And then, you know, got it treated earlier and yeah. stuff like that. I think that's just yeah, that seems like such a top Trump argument for any kind of digital integration. Yeah. If it can just it can just monitor so much more data. And just be like, hey, you, you should get this checked out. Yeah, or, I, th- hey, I think that's happen. all it is. I think it's it's about, for, for me, it's just ensuring that you have total control yeah. over the data. Yeah. Because it's yours. Yeah, and even then, I mean, even government, even some governmental restrictions, I think I could, I could get on board with in terms of if you're wanted by police, check out the microchip. Yeah. It seems like, yeah, that seems reasonable. Yeah. If you call an ambulance, check out the microchip, see what mm. his medical situation's yeah. going on. Yeah. It seems that there's, there's so many uses for it that I'm I'm just curious about what the malicious intentions that people fear of it is. And I get it's that the privacy thing. It's it's yeah. it's it's people worrying about their private lives. Yeah. Because even if you you have a pretty boring private life, like it's still the it's only mine. thing that's really yours. <laughs> really? It's the only thing that's mine. You've got a Tamagotchi. <laughs> Scared to get another Tamagotchi. But I've people can Tamagotchi. steal everything else. Like, they can't steal yeah. your... Well, that's just it. They can't steal what they can't see. Or If that makes sense. In other news... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's an interesting thing that I think is inevitable and it's going to be more so beneficial for everybody. Yeah. I always find it weird when people freak it out just, about it. Yeah, people, it just has to be very carefully regulated. Because it can be freaky, but I feel like it's the paranoia. Yeah. It's that whole thing about, like, you know that, you know, everyone's watching everyone. There's been far too like, many, there's like, no, there's nothing. dystopian future films about it going horrifically wrong. Well, it's just, I mean, I think Eddie Izzard said it uh, kind of put it into perspective for me about certain conspiracies like they don't think we went to the moon you can look at the moon 
<laughs> I don't believe we went. Well, fucking look at it. I mean, get a telescope. You can see the fucking flag. How do you think they're going to have done that? They put a little American flag on every single telescope. It's like, no, and if we didn't go to the moon, the Russians would have gone to the moon because that was yeah. the whole fucking thing. Yeah. I'm paraphrasing Eddie Izzard. Yeah, That's not yeah, really yeah. his <laughs> mannerisms. <No>. Fuck, you know. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, there's a lot of paranoia about that kind of stuff. It's always funny, interesting. Anyway, in other news, a neo-Nazi couple named their child Adolf Hitler. Mm. And they're facing jail because they were found being guilty of being belonging to a terrorist organisation. <laughs> of neo-Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> Are you neo-Nazis? No. What's your baby's name? Adolf Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> Adam Thomas, 22. 22. And his girlfriend, Claudia Patatas. 38 were convicted of being members of the far great organization the far right organization national action mm. which was outlawed like two years ago uh birmingham crown court heard the pair gave their baby the middle name adolf which self-confessed racist thomas oh i am a racist <laughs> i'm not denying that you're racist adam thomas yeah yeah yeah, yeah self-confessed yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I am a racist, but my baby is my, my baby's Hitler. Uh, he told jurors uh, it was done in admiration for the leader of Nazi Germany. Thomas, described in court as a vehement Nazi, also faces a charge of vehement Nazi. Vehement, like um, yeah, but strong. Like, of all I'm the Nazis, Nazi. of all the Nazis, he's one of the strongest. I don't think so. No, not. It's, oh no, my baby Adolf! It's not like a league table. It's just <laughs> I mean, he's, ve- he's, on, he's on a scale, and he's towards the top end of the scale of Nazis, implied <laughs> by vehement Nazi. You're you're vehemently bearded. Yeah, I'm more bearded than some <laughs> other bearded people. It's got nothing to do with comparison. Well, all right then. Let's look it up. Let's look it up. <laughs> vehement. <laughs> I've spelt vehint. I've spelt vehent. Did you mean... Yes, I did that. Showing strong feeling, forceful, passionate, or intense. Yeah. Yeah. More so than some (laughs) other Nazis. (laughs) So a passionate Nazi. We'll we'll call it that. Passionate Nazi. More passionate than some of the other Nazis. Uh, Thomas also faces the charge of bomb making. Possessing bomb making material. The manual. Oh, the anarchist cookbook. Right, okay. We had that at school. Yeah. That's still rocking around. <laughs> they haven't made like a new edition or a PDF. Yeah. Yeah, Anarchist Cookbook was a thing when I was like um, in early secondary school. Yeah, there was, a, there was a kid that lived next door to me that had that and was showing it to me. I was like, you're weird, dude. <laughs> Took it into school, got detention. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's making bombs. Stay after class. <laughs> Fucking anarchist. But, uh, the pair possessed a family album, including photographs of Thomas dressed in the Ku Klux Klan robes, cradling his newborn son, named after Hitler. Another picture in the album showed the couple smiling in a shop with their baby as Thomas clutches a swastika. <laughs> Self-confessed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I am a racist. Uh, Portuguese-born Patatas, her, his wife, used the platform to message... Oh, there was like some weird... I think it was called like Telegraph. Some kind of new... Like We talked about WhatsApp and Kick. And it was this other, this new one I hadn't seen, a tel- telephone pole or something like that, to message another neo Nazi to tell him that all Jews must be put to death. <laughs> the wedding photographer, who has black as. <laughs> Just. 
All Jews should be put to death. Uh, <laughs> just thought I'd text you that real quick. <laughs> Going into court in the morning. Uh, the former wedding photographer who has a black sun SS symbol tattooed on her back also said she once celebrated Hitler's birthday with a cake. <laughs> Jack- <laughs> <laughs> uh, the cake had a face of Adolf Hitler on it. She said, I did struggle to slice his face. Adolf is life. <laughs> she wrote to members of the group. <laughs> oh, the couple even had racist Christmas cards. Oh, lovely. <laughs> Including one bearing a picture of KKK members bearing the message, may all your Christmases be white. <laughs> now, Barnaby Jameson, QC, prosecuting, told the court earlier in the trial, and I quote, the world into which this case will take you is a world in which any right-thinking person would wish did not exist. No, I disagree with that. I love that this exists. And I hope it exists forever. I hope racists send other racists racist Christmas cards. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they have WhatsApp groups and they send yeah. all these stupid things. I hope they celebrate tyrannical dictators' birthdays <laughs> with cake. <laughs> and have some kind of hesitation about cutting the cake. <laughs> What right person? What right thinking person wouldn't want this to be the real world? <laughs> no, 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 it's true. What, what do you want? Murder? <laughs> no, cake. <laughs> Cake's the way. Uh. Oh, uh, in other news, did you hear about the you know, Spice Girls about together? Yeah, yeah, they've um, they've spoken out because uh, a lot of their previous tracks have had um, negative connotations. Um, they now say they do not believe in girl power. Uh, they believe in people power just to reach out to the rest after selling hundreds of thousands of tickets to help for their comeback tour that's so stupid men aren't <laughs> interested power. but uh, what I just I don't understand I mean it's an, it's another ebb of that you know Oreo eyebrows world where it's just like I don't believe people are going to see Spice Girls just don't believe it anymore <laughs> I just think they're just selling tickets to touters and then some people are going, sure. <laughs> but just no one's no one's excited. Mm. And this is just me getting older and more jaded of the world. But just what what are they is it not absolutely clear what's going on? Yeah. It's definitely they've just run out of money. They've just did a, they did a musical a while ago. Yeah. Um there's only four out of five because Victoria Beckham it's has saved loaded. money. Yeah. yeah. These people have, I think um, some of them were radio, I think Emma Bunton Emma Bunton's was a, a radio, radio presenter. presenter. She still is. Uh, I think uh, one of Mel Brown? Yeah. No, Mel, yeah, Mel B. Yeah. Was married to Eddie Murphy. And yeah. that didn't go well. No, no. And then uh, I think they had some, some a little Mel C is the only one that there. still sings because she's the well, only one that can sing. Jerry Hallowell did what? It's Raining Men? Yeah, in like 2001. Yeah, but I imagine ridiculous. you could probably milk that. Up until about now, <laughs> she didn't even write it. Yeah, she's but yeah. So it's just it's not going to be like an amazing performance. No, it's not for people who like music, and no, the people who no. were into the Spice Girls were into them when they were kids mm. because it was just like that was the pop. That was like it's S Club Seven. It's just one of those. It's the One Direction. Groups they don't even write their own songs. It's like or I, dances. So I guess uh, who the fuck is it? Take that. Take that. It's not my thing at all. Yeah. But they write their own music. I'm like, oh, I can kind of respect that to a, to a degree. Well, I think I saw that it was either Take That or the Backstreet Boys are still doing tours to try and again. Take That or. Yeah. Even though it's like 
they've lost like two members now, so it's just three of them. I don't, it just seems weird. I mean, I have trouble, you know, I, I had trouble re- maintaining friendships with people that I knew from my childhood because yeah. everyone's a different person. Yeah, yeah. So how can you still... All your fans are different people now. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. So there, there's a nostalgia and a gimmickiness to it of, oh, let's go do this because this is what we used to do. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. But I don't know. But the, I get, right. So it, it's music. So music is for whoever. So if you love it, go out and enjoy it. But why are people listening to their political messages? Yeah. Um, they've yeah. added extra dates. The band were known for their girl power message during the 90s. But Bunton told the son of a change in message more than 20 years on. It's people power. We're about equality and bringing everyone together. Uh, Horner, who was Jerry Halliwell, I think, mm. also came back to one particular woman saying Prime Minister Theresa May didn't have an easy option. She told the paper, Britain, and, th- and this is the bo- the quote, the powerful songwriter quote, Britain, come together, whatever that is. Come together and sort our solutions out together. That's the most important thing. It doesn't say anything. No. <laughs> just, uh, come together, whatever it is. Come together, so just again, and uh, sort our solutions out together. That's the most important thing. The thing is, um, like, yeah, you're a dick, shut up. Mm. But at the same time, it's not fucking, it's not fucking musicians that have done this. It's like, mm. it's people glorifying them and being like tell me the answers it's like bitch I'm just here to sing a fucking song yeah but it's just it's it's how much I mean I I just didn't expect to see them in the political spectrum about talking about Theresa May you can't I don't think you can't have celebrity now without being on that fucking bandwagon we're just wanting to comment about something I mean I saw something recently about um, like people who are new to celebrityism and like the lower levels Mm. not knowing not I'm not preempting stuff like paparazzi and how insane that whole situation is. Yeah. Well, they'll just come up to you at an airport when you're landing after not sleeping for six hours, mm. shattered from a plane, and try and ask you your political opinions. You're like, oh, you fuck off. Well, he said fuck off to me at an airport, and I see his bosses. It's like, yeah. oh my God. <laughs> such a weird, such a weird situation. But it's so yeah. weird. It's more weird that people don't. It's the whole thing again of politicians are meant to be corrupt. So why do people who believe politicians to be corrupt put faith in politicians? Mm. It's just this endless need to want somebody to show you the way. So like, oh, this guy's going to be different. Or this one's going to be different. Or Jerry Halliwell's going to make it. <laughs> it's just any looking people looking for a leader, I think. Yeah. And whatever it is, even if like every single king before them has been corrupt, this new king, this is the king that's going to save the world. It's just, uh, and when whatever it is, and it seems yeah. to be that celebrities can easily kind of fit that kind of gap. Or a picture of them all lined up with like a fucking better wear catalogue. <laughs> well, it's just strange. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I I, it's a shallow form of music. You, If you enjoy that type of music, fair enough. But it is a shallow form of music. So if you're going there to try or a low resolution type of music, I heard that term quite recently mm. when applied to low resolution solutions or whatever, or ideas. Yeah. It's not quite thought, thought through very well. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, it's just not, it's, a, it's low resolution. It's just kind of like that was you want to, it's a reason, there's a reason it was digestible when you were a child. Yeah. It's not going to, you know, you're going there for novelty, fair enough. But this is the thing, looking for meaning. This is the thing I, that I totally get about Bob Dylan, right? So he he doesn't 
do shows where he sings all the hits or anything. Yeah. And I, like, on one level, like, it kind of struck me as a bit odd because that's such an anti-musician thing. It's like, no, we're here to hear what we know and everything. Mm. But on the other side, like, I've, I've probably got some godforsaken poems somewhere that I wrote when I was in my teens. Can you imagine going on stage and reading that every night when you're 40? Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, this doesn't represent anything about who I am anymore. Well, it was the vapid then, then but yeah. I was young. And now, I'm in my 40s, I've got no excuse, but here you go. What was the thing about Maynard James Keenan in Tool? He was like, people want me to tour with Tool again, but I did Tool because I was working through some issues. I've worked through those issues, so how can I go back and genuinely give... I mean, they're touring again, but... <laughs> This was like, they had like a, I don't know, 10 year gap. Long, yeah. They're and playing the like, download this year, I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, one of like the three bands that are worth going. Like, yeah. That, yeah. I don't know, festivals have changed. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, just, if, yeah, you can't expect people to just keep on channeling their inner pain for you forever. Mm. So, yeah, sing some, sing some different songs. But, yeah, it, I, it, it seems weird that the Spicicles is part of the national image and part of the national girl power image people power image and they now were, they're getting in they're trying to give support for Theresa May they were massive and I think when I was a kid I didn't appreciate how big they really yeah. were like they were fucking they took over the fucking world but then to, to use that message to say and this was the last quote we don't have to agree on politics it's bigger than that you can just support a woman doing the best she can and that's it mm. so it's like don't give a fuck about what's happening Yeah, just support that cunt <laughs> because she's a woman it's, you know it's just, just it's a woman so support her yeah no you know name an evil woman I don't know Mary Berry <laughs> don't have to support her with everything she does <laughs> she doesn't like a cake doesn't mean you don't like the cake you can <laughs> fucking form your own opinion anyway Spice Girls yeah. um, I've, I've tried to create a soundbite for this but everything came out bad because <laughs> uh, it just it just changed the tone um, there's plans to build a world's tallest skyscraper like bigger than the one in Dubai and they're going to build it upside down from a meteor orbiting Earth. So, <laughs> it's going to be a moving skyscraper right. that's dangling from the sky. <laughs> <laughs> like, going through the streets. And there's just going to be people, you know, like, playing Monopoly and doing their gardening <laughs> as this thing's just... Are the people going to be the right way up? That was my thought. I was like, that seems weird, because uh, for some reason I assumed... Like gravity, you have to flip at some point. Like you could something. be, yeah, you could be suspended yeah. in the air, assuming you're dangling from a meteor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, you know, the, the, they've been uh, these plans have been unveiled. Analemma Tower would be hung using reinforced cables. Reinforced. All right, you'll be fine. Reinforced a... <laughs> by space. <laughs> reinforced by hope. Uh, a comet 31,000 miles above the planet's surface. Right. With the orbital path taking the building in a figure of eight pattern across cities, including New York and Havana. <laughs> uh, it's been created by Cloud's Architecture Office, the same company behind propo- <laughs> the same company behind proposals for a house on Mars. <laughs> <laughs> just build a house. <laughs> yeah, just, just, a, just a, you know, a four-sided walled structure <laughs> with a roof. Uh, and a cloud city if you're going to build a fucking cloud city you might as well start with a fucking hanging skyscraper (laughs) building from the sky down will overturn an established overturn the established skyscraper typography yeah for bad reason 
Yeah. The firm says, through the course of history, humanity has been able to affect the environment on increasing scales. Yeah. Uh, but no. It's just it's so fucking weird, man. Like, the, so we're in a we, we live in a world where the seas are actively rising, and everybody's instant solution is, well, let's just go in the air. Not well, just, let's learn to live in the sea. Let's build houses that take but, that can be structured underwater. But I can understand like building habitats on asteroids orbiting the Earth. I could kind of make that leap and be like, okay, seems yeah. drastic. Fair enough. I can understand building a house on an asteroid or fucking Mars. The or first whatever. thing. The, you just should number do. one skyscraper. <laughs> number one, something that's meant to cut through whatever's above, whatever's, you know, above it. Yeah. So it's just going to cut through the sky to the ground. <laughs> Planes, wind, lightning, storms, everything. <laughs> it's like, no, don't start off with a skyscraper. No. Start off with something small. Um,. <laughs> The Analemma Tower would be set up in sections with the point closest to the Earth being dedicated to entertainment, shopping, dining. Above that, <laughs> dining. Would be, <laughs> above that would be office space, while the middle compartments would be used for gardens and residential spaces. There are also plans for a place of worship. Worship the Comet Building! <laughs> <laughs> and at the very top, a funnery. A what? A funerary. A crematorium. Oh. <laughs> It was a genuine mistake the first time I read it. Uh, the designers plan to use space-based solar panels so that they would have constant exposure to sunlight. Makes sense. While water could be captured from clouds. Captured from clouds. Give me it! <laughs> Rainwater. The, sky- the skyscraper would be so big that daytime at the top would be 45 minutes longer than at the bottom <laughs> due to the curvature of the Earth. Uh, but the architects, while researching atmospheric conditions for the project, discovered that people wouldn't be able to live or tolerate outside conditions at the top of the building. Because it's in fucking space. <laughs> <laughs> the company believes capturing and redirecting an asteroid will soon be a realistic concept, citing the European Space Engineers Agency's Rosetta mission where they landed on a spinning comet. NASA we is can't... also planning the mission to capture asteroids and relocate them and stuff like that. We, we can't effectively fix potholes, <laughs> yeah. but we're going to build this. <laughs> It's just, it's just, it just seems like you're biting off more than you can chew. This in so many ways. Yeah. And it seems like, I ho- again, I hope this isn't real. Yeah, it's a plan. But they weren't looking to finish that plan now, were they? Yeah. That's insane. It seems... It's, it's going to just... go in a figure of eight around New York. <laughs> <laughs> On your right, you'll see fucking Comet Skyscraper coming towards us. It seems so much more realistic. And I don't know why. Because it probably isn't, but it seems more realistic to build a building that goes to space, yeah, than it does to build something from space. To hang one off of a comet, yeah, or an asteroid, when like what if if that no- asteroid gets knocked or changes direction in any way, yeah, just all those people die and <laughs> everyone below them. Is this just this guy's idea before any engineers have got involved? And well, been like, yeah, house no. on Mars. No. <laughs> the house on Mars is kind of feasible <laughs> yeah. as long as you're the one that goes there and builds it's just, it. It's too far away. Yeah. So, because technically, you could just dig a cave. It's kind of a house. <laughs> you live in it. Yeah. Dream the dream. Be the hero of that dream. Yeah. But fucking, you know, think twice. <laughs> think twice before you go there. Oh, got a new, um, new section uh, this week. Uh, let's see if I can give it a go. Thank <laughs> you.
Comics Hero of the Week. Of the Week. Of the Week. <laughs> My hero of the week. Uh, Gulfport, Mississippi. A man has been arrested after he drove his pickup truck into a courthouse to complain that his drugs were stolen. (laughs) (laughs) I've got that, but it's fine. (laughs) He's a hero for both of us. News outlets reported that the Gulfport Police Department said in a news release that 28-year-old Keith Cavalier... (laughs) told officers he intentionally crashed into the Harrison County Courthouse early Saturday because it was the best way to let them know his drug paraphernalia had been stolen. (laughs) Somebody stole my drugs! (laughs) I'm not going to walk in through the door like this. I'm going to (laughs) smash the fucking wall. Uh, He's been charged with driving under the influence, surprisingly, and malicious mischief. (laughs) Yeah. Because he damaged a building. Like malicious. (laughs) Mischievous. Yeah, it's malicious mischief. White mischief. <laughs> <laughs> mischief is like overturning a bin, not overturning a court. But it's such a. It's. Again, just like the racist sending Christmas cards, I'm. that's the world that I want to live in, is that that actually happened. Yeah. Somebody yeah. was so distressed yeah. and looking for help. They went to the courthouse. <laughs> Don't know why they didn't go to the police station. But courthouse to like knock through the wall and be like, someone stole my drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Seems great. <laughs> oh no, I couldn't go to the police. They'll just they'll just turn me in. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, that's uh, that's my uh, <laughs> Nick's hero. That's my hero of the week. Um, I'll try something else. Um, okay, this one's a little bit toe in the water. Okay. Um, but we should give it a go because I think it's it's uh, it, it's it's uh, it's worth it. Yeah. A yeah. man has been charged with the murder of a pregnant woman who was shot through the stomach with a crossbow. Jesus right? Christ! Pretty horrific, right? But check this: <laughs> the baby survived. What? Fucking survived like a boss. <laughs> Fucking. <laughs> well, I know your babies aren't you know stored in the stomach, and it depends. No. You know what it means by stomach. Stomach's like under your nipple, right? But yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not uterus. But still, imagine getting across. You're in utero. A crossbow comes through, and you burst into the real world. Just fuck you, murderer. Obviously, I don't know. You know what happened after that, but it probably came out and killed the guy. You know, I mean, if you can erupt into the world one month early via crossbow, I'm pretty sure you could do anything. Big win. And Jumanji's part of the tongue. <laughs> oh, so that was meant to be me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, well, that was you. I was just telling the story, and this music just came in from somewhere. This is, this is a genuinely incredible story I read that I. It's tragic, sad, kind of toe in the water about this tragic pregnant woman was shot in the stomach with a crossbow she's dead Yeah, but the baby survived and I just think that's incredible yeah and that's amazing I think that I, I assume that it pierced the womb and then the baby just kind of like climbed out yeah. and like fucking like beat the shit out of everyone <laughs> uh, Prime Minister Theresa May has said that laws around crossbows would be reviewed after she's dead it was in what? <laughs> it's a true story happening somewhere in England oh Ilford right. I think and yeah, like like trying to pe- petition Theresa May to revisit the crossbow laws. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know there were active <laughs> crossbow laws. Yeah, well, apparently there are, and apparently they're quite tight. But this woman still died, so they're like, "Can we just, you know, not not get more crossbow deaths?" <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll look into it after after the death. Reasonably though, 
That's one. How often do you hear of a crossbow death? Like you crossbow have to... cannibal. That was a while ago, though. I, I think know. that's England or I... Scotland. No idea. Yeah, crossbow cannibal. I think you shot people with a crossbow and then ate them. Self-explanatory. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just my only assumption. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah, tragic story, but um, a great way to come into the world. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, uh, uh, can't remember. Oh, are you are you meant to be getting this? Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, you got to clean your crossbow. <laughs> <laughs> clean your crossbow, sterilize it, and then, um, uh, you know, unbury the bodies in the woods. Yeah. Yeah. I'll get on it. All right. Yeah. It's, not, it's never going to get old. <laughs> <laughs> There's a whole other level to it that I don't think you even realise yet. <laughs> but one day you will and it'd be great, even if it takes years. <laughs> Alright, that's me for this week. <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. Um Yeah. I'll uh Yeah, we talked a bit last week about the um what the hell was it? The So there was the there was the there was the, the trees in Australia that had email addresses. Emails, yeah. And then you went on about the like call Sweden. Yeah, you can just dial call in like a, Swede, a random a Swede. Swedish person. Right, okay. Yeah, <laughs> I did set up those things. Did you? Yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah. Go for it. All right. All right. Well, this is, it, 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 this is just a service where you get a call from trees. Oh. Okay. <laughs> About what you'd expect from really. <laughs> you can't you can't put them too high a pedestal no no um right there's uh so <laughs> <laughs> uh going to your hitler story i was going to butt in but you you move on ever so quickly and fluidly charismatically um, charmingly the the alleged son of adolf hitler plans to write a sequel to mein kampf <laughs> <laughs> uh the alleged um, Mind cap zwei or zwei the Jews. <laughs> the alleged only living son of Adolf Hitler has announced that he will undertake the task of writing a sequel to Mein Kampf, Adolf Hitler's best-selling book that inspired a generation of Germans prior to World War II. Helmut <laughs> Guaro Sanchez, 66. <laughs> Don't give up that identity. Don't, don't, Hitler's son. Yeah, Sanchez. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm uh, Hitler's son. Has claimed for years that he's the sole heir to Adolf Hitler after the Fuhrer allegedly <laughs> fled Germany at the end of the war to find refuge in Argentina. Uh, his mother, Maria Guaro Sanchez, with whom the dictator allegedly had a brief fling in 1951, has recently passed away, leaving her son with an innumerable number of notes allegedly written by the Fuhrer himself. <laughs> Sanchez's mother uh, uh, became famous in the 1970s for writing a book claiming that she had been impregnated by Hitler uh, while she was the housekeeper for more than six years after the Fuhrer found refuge in Argentina. Hang on, isn't this just what Arnold Schwarzenegger did? Where he just eventually fucked his maid, and then they're like, "Oh, it was Hitler as well." Yeah, it was, it was, Hitler, Hitler did it too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hitler was Hitler first. wanted to be on a first nigga. <laughs> uh, people think my father was an evil man, but I think historians have been very unfair to him. <laughs> <laughs> 
Reading his notes, I discovered a sensitive, funny, and caring man. <laughs> <laughs> Who had beautiful aspirations for humanity. Did he just watch that Charlie Chaplin film that's got Hitler in it? Like, that's, that's <laughs> Maybe the, the Great Dictator. Yeah, where yeah. he like, tap dances or something. Yeah. yeah he's actually he's he's quite a good guy. Quite calm, <laughs> caring man. Sanchez's mother, who passed away last September, left her son with thousands of pages of uh, and notes allegedly written by Adolf Hitler. In Hitler's vision of the world, most of the world's modern problems are easily solved. <laughs> It's just his way of solving those problems that well, se- yeah. might seem a bit drastic. To be fair, he tends to make a mountain out of a, you know, Jew. Sanchez believes that he A moil hill, sorry. What? A mountain out of a moil hill. It doesn't quite work, but it it's, kind of it's works. It's there. The attitude's there. It's fine. Uh, Sanchez believes he owes it to his father to share his vision of a united world under one Reich... Uh, and hopes modern politicians may find some guidance and inspiration from the last known words of the Fuhrer. Some Jewish people might also be offended by his writings, he warns. (laughs) It's not for everyone. The the, the interesting thing that it ends on is it says, a DNA test was undertaken in the spring of 2002 by the University of Cambridge um, and also confirmed genetic ties to close relatives of Hitler's family. Now, I thought they'd all died out, and I thought this whole fleeing to Argentina thing was a pile of bullshit. Yeah, it was one of those conspiracy things. Yeah. But then loads of Nazis went to America. So, for the, you know, scientists yeah, and all that yeah. kind of stuff. So, yeah. I imagine it would so be quite it easy could to be, be like, It could be possible, yeah. I am his uncle. Can I come <laughs> with you? <laughs> well, it's, it's, that's the same thing again. I don't like. I, there's always this, this idea that. Because what's the purpose there? His mum's left him a bunch, thousands of pages written, handwritten by Adolf Hitler, which instead of holding on to, he gave them to someone he had a one night fling with, or mm. a short fling with, and didn't, and purposefully did not publish those pages. Mm. So the same way you were saying, like, there's probably poetry you wrote ten years ago that you didn't like. Yeah. Does he really think he's going to give Adolf Hitler a service by <laughs> publishing the book he? didn't want to publish <laughs> like maybe it was this golden treasure trove of you know amazing book that he just oh he left it somewhere and he left it in margaret whatever her name was <laughs> yes oh it's maria like, maria yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is like, yeah this uh, you know if only i'd had it i lost it and now it's in argentina it with was maria. later tortured artist years <laughs> later like it wasn't that much he died yeah <laughs> so it's just like that's what pushed him over the edge was that he couldn't you know I don't know. Was this pre or post nineteen thirty nine? This was. This is nineteen fifty one. They're saying is uh, is is okay. So they're saying he didn't kill himself. No, that's just it. They're saying that's the whole bullshit thing. Like it's this is post war after he fled to Argentina. Right. Okay. Uh, Well, yeah, that's just that goes into into the craziness of what do you want to believe? I guess. Yeah. Well, he stopped doing all the things he was doing. Yeah. You know, is that good enough? <laughs> Did you think like that was a one-off thing for someone like him? Like, I'll do it. One, I'll try it. Yeah, I'll try this whole mass genocide thing. If I don't like it, I'll just I'll I'll move into a cabin <laughs> <laughs> and paint and have have one night stands with uh, uh, bad genetic people. I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, what's it's, I, I guess he's tr- well. He's obviously I think he's insane, and he's just trying to. One, Hitler didn't tell him that he was his son. I don't think so. Yeah. His mum might have told him. 
Yeah. Uh, if it was a single mum bringing him up, would have told him anything to shut him up. What's oh, your dad's Hitler. All I, right. That, that he seems to like it. I fully <laughs> expect that he that that he might believe it. He, yeah. Like, and and his mother might have written notes and been like, "Oh yeah, this is from Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is what your dad said." Um, in the same way that people believe that Jesus is in their toast. Yeah. Like. Oh yeah, and that's what makes him insane. Not knowing that he's insane. Yeah. He thinks he's sane. So it's like, oh yeah, well yeah. And then it's like, who cares? The only people who would care are those people thinking about the evil gene. That like, oh, he's got a son. Oh, he's gonna kill all the Jews. Yeah. We we talked about that a while ago, didn't we? Like all the all Probably. the people of Hitler, like they the people of Hitler. Yeah, they sterilize the, themselves or they sign they, something to say they couldn't have kids. Yeah, they just they refused to have children, so the bloodline would die. <laughs> Which again, it was like the fifties. People were hungry. You was, would, was, like if, people on you, rations. I can understand it kind of because if you were the kids and people found out, you would be horrendously bullied. <laughs> you would not have a good life. I don't think. No, but just think of the you know trying to get trying to flirt a partner, trying to yeah. score a partner with them knowing that your dad killed you know, some people would be people. really into that in a sick way. Probably. Yeah, there's someone for everyone. Hitler fan love. <laughs> Yeah, I was thinking. I haven't. I don't know. There's there is a weird. Yeah, I guess people would probably enjoy that kind of thing. There's that. What well, there was? There's like um, what is it? These societies that we had at uni. Yeah. Socials. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had like that kind. You had to go through this whole idea of going through a, a humiliating experience in order to be initiated. I've never been one for that at all. Never really. Never really done. I've never been felt humiliated to be honest mm. I sh- maybe I should have been but I haven't been and uh, I think that dynamic in those kind of social circles must be really weird that's where it kind of t- that's where stuff starts to get pretty fucked up I think yeah it's when you've passed the test yeah and you've gone through some trial of punishment that isn't like physical success or, or like accomplishment mm. it's like no he ate the dog food that I bought for him <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I think that mentality is probably addictive Mm. do you know what I mean like imagine yeah. the, in the office that you worked in uh, well we had a, that Ryan guy he drank all that you know that strongbow yeah. that had all that shit in it yeah <laughs> uh, it was piss cum all that kind of yeah. stuff and I told him don't drink it because it's very important and he drank it because he's an alcoholic yeah uh, but that definitely that, that's like the most close I've ever gotten to that kind of situation mm. and I imagine that if you were in an office and like you, you worked somewhere for a couple of years and you did that to someone every day for a year mm and I think you'd start to get this weird kind of relationship with that person and then you'd want to re- replicate it everywhere else yeah so it's weird it's like a seed of like corruption I guess like yeah once you've done something to fuck with someone else and become addicted to it that's probably how it works mm. and the only way the same thing with, with, um, with sociopaths I think once you cro- once you cross certain lines you can't uncross them like you can, once you see a dead body, you can't not have seen a dead body. No, no. So it's just like, yeah, it's a weird kind of doubt. Just a random <laughs> thought I had this week about <laughs> weird power structures within initializing, initializing, initiating cultures. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Christmas in your eye. I mean, it's not, <laughs> yeah. So I think it's just about sorted now. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's on its merry way. Another message from a tree. <laughs> Tits through the bedroom window, Phil. Ah. How are they looking tonight, Jerry? (laughs) 
That's a pretty fucking sad thing to ask, Phil. Um, A woman has sued her ex-boyfriend after his long penis stretched her vagina. I'm going to sue you! (laughs) Uh, In a shocking and bizarre case, a woman is suing her ex-boyfriend after his abnormally long penis allegedly overstretched her vagina. Uh, Isn't that not how it works? I don't know. Nobody knows. We don't know. (laughs) Can we get a woman on the podcast, please? (laughs) No, but isn't it like like length would just, you know, would change the wouldn't change the depth no, of somebody. Girth would. Girth would stretch. Yeah. But you just you just kind of hit the cervix a bit more, I guess. Yeah. I know. The I. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway. Yeah. If you've been stretched, <laughs> please feel free to email the podcast. Uh, We'd like to understand more. <laughs> According to a report published in uh, in the Mirror, uh, Cylindel Mangina, twenty nine, is planning to undergo reconstructive surgery after getting uh, intimate. Her with... name is Cylinder. I'm a cylinder. S i l i n d i l e. Cylindile. Okay. Yeah. Sounds a lot more. Uh, after getting intimate with <laughs> with Mugovi Karima. <laughs> Uh, 37. Uh, however, uh, Mangina wants Karima to pay the whopping 150,000 rand, which is 8,000 um, pounds, and is reportedly taking him to court over the matter. Mirror <laughs> cites a Zimbabwe Mail report where Mangina of Harare told the newspaper that her private parts were tight before she met her ex in 2016. <laughs> um, she said she fell in love even though he was allegedly married at the time. However, she ended the relationship in May. Uh, this year, after Karima is alleged to have stretched her vagina, notably, it's his, <laughs> so she dumped him because, because of, of this. That. Yeah, right. good luck finding someone else, I guess. Um, but again, that's that's rape, isn't it? <laughs> what is it not rape to not be consensually penetrated? Like, in there must come a point where, in order to be stretched, you have to go beyond what you are prepared to do. <laughs> right it's consensual like no it's consensual it's consensual to step into the act but there must come a point where you're starting to tear and you're going ow please stop well then if you're choosing to not ask to stop then how can you then sue this person yeah you would have like yeah you should have said stop yeah yeah and if you did say stop and it carried on then that's a different issue but it wouldn't be carried under this this would be like Hey, I tried some shoes on. These shoes were too small. They've stretched because I've worn them all the time. Mm. They shouldn't have changed. <laughs> but you wore them all the time. I'm not blaming the victim or anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, if it was violent, then yeah. But it doesn't sound like it was violent from what you said. No, it didn't. No, there was there was nothing like that. Apparently, you wearing a. What are you wearing? What do you mean? What is that? <laughs> it's a long sleeve, like pajama shirt. No, it's just a shirt with a pocket with a button on it. Yeah, and a collar that's inside out with it. Fucking hell! You man. hit me in the eye. <laughs> <laughs> Fair cop. Fair enough. Fair enough. Notably, it's still unknown how large uh, Cylindar's alleges her, her 
X's penis is, and Karima is yet to respond to the allegations, which surprises me. If if a guy gets to show up in court and be like, yeah, it's massive, I'm surprised he doesn't <laughs> take the opportunity. If he does that, it costs him £8,000. Yeah. He might not have the money to go with his ego. Yeah, but they still have to, the court still has to be like, yeah. well, in which case you can pay her fines, which no reasonable court should. Yeah. What well, once once someone shows their true crazy, yeah. I think there's a no, there's there is a moment where you can be like, yeah, I'm just I don't want to go there anymore. Yeah, even if she takes me to court, I know it's fine. Uh, yeah. Steve's collection of useless meanderings. Scum. Yeah. Yeah. Um, World War One would have ended hours earlier, but one man wanted to wait until the eleventh <laughs> hour of the eleventh day of the eleventh month. Ironically, 11,000 men were wounded or killed waiting for the armistice to take effect. <laughs> yeah, there was a whole thing on the news about celebrating 100 years since the end of World War One. Yeah. And yeah. celebrating it by going to the grave of the first man who died and the guy who died the last in World War Two, which was 90 minutes before it ended. <laughs> and they were like, they're buried together. Who cares? Okay. Like, uh, I mean, <laughs> you're saying that one was died a hero because he was the first casualty, and you're saying the last one just couldn't not bleed for ninety minutes. Like, it's, yeah. you know, you can't ask the first one to not bleed for like you know eight years or whatever. Yeah, but you can. This seems like a weird thing to be comparing. Oh, yeah, this guy died first. This guy died it's, last. It's, Who's the winner? It just no one. The people just <laughs> people do things because they seem poignant. And they don't necessarily have any meaning whatsoever. Yeah. It's almost like they're making an art piece out of two dead bodies. Well, it's like burning a flag. You know, like a load of people were very sensitive about that kind of thing. But you kind of go, well, it's just a flag that's burning. Anybody who's fought for that flag, yeah, will understand that there is certain respect to be given to national pride or whatever. But I don't think they're going to be like, oh, no, now the country's gone. But no, the flag's damaged. Get another flag. <laughs> it, it might be disrespectful, but it's not. You know, it's not gonna. They're not gonna. They've, they've seen worse. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they've been through worse things yeah. than somebody burning a flag and looking like they know what they're doing. Yeah, like okay, are you firing mortars at me? No, we'll be fine. <laughs> Chill the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, this one's this one surprised me actually. Um. Adult women represent a larger percentage of video game players than boys under 18. Yeah. Women, it's 33%, and the boys under 18, it's 17. Well, I think it depends. I think uh, I think there's a lot of... Uh, speaking as the gaming community... No, I'm not... Yeah, uh, I'm not involved at all. Yeah, I'm not involved more, less. I can't remember. Mm. I've done... I've done a, a looked into it a little bit more. Yeah. And yeah, there's a surprising amount of women doing it, but they're doing it for. Don't want to generalize, but a lot. There's a lot of controversially female gamers. Yeah. Who are like online doing stuff controversially. Yeah. To cause controversy or interest <laughs> from other people. Yeah. But it's, it's such a weird community. I still find the Twitch community really weird. Like, it seems really. They, people like follow someone religiously. And it's the same as if, like, uh, yeah, did you have Periscope? Uh, I I watched a few of them. Yeah, I remember. Like, if you had like someone that you're, yeah, like you're like if you were like a really big fan of, 
and they just Periscope was just like a live streaming app. It was massive for a bit, and then it just disappeared. Yeah, I think I think was it Snapchat bought by Facebook? I, well, think because, I guess it's because else. Facebook started doing their own live thing, and Facebook's massive, so Periscope yeah, there was no maybe. point in it anymore. It was bought out or something happened to it. Yeah. But if there was a childhood hero that you had who would like whip out their phone and just show their real life stuff, yeah, there's comedians that I like to would do it, and you'd kind of see like, oh, it's weird seeing this other side. Of them. It's like a podcast but live out in the world. Yeah, and there's streamers who have IRL streams where they go around filming themselves, go around Tokyo and go into shops and do stuff. And there's people like watch it and sat there just watching it and, and trying to interact with it while being completely ignored. Yeah, you know, it's it's a weird kind of community, but yeah, like there's a bit, there's a there's a whole bunch of uh, different game stuff. But yeah, I think stereotypically you would assume well, adult women make up thirty three percent. You said, yeah, so that means that yeah, is there a statistic for the younger women? Um, I imagine so. Yeah, that I haven't got it. From that implies that it's majority of male, which I imagine yeah. it probably is. Yeah, um, just because men have less value, and so try and find it. <laughs> on a cloud yeah or something <laughs> you know it's, women could go out and do all that kind of stuff but yeah I guess a third of if it's a third that's still probably more than what people would probably expect yeah uh, um, My Little Pony <laughs> you know Call of Duty all that yeah anything yeah kind of socially interact well guess what you talk, if you're talking more about introverts rather than extroverts yeah you know people more secluded don't want to talk to real people just talk to people online yeah, I think I could make I could probably make sense actually, even if you ignore all the content of the games or what controversy was being sparked. Mm. If you were to look at introverts, I'd say probably the majority would be men, and then yeah, about a third would be women. Yeah, yeah, maybe just from my own stereotypical <laughs> beliefs. <laughs> or experiences. Um, yeah. Right. Um, Iron Man was created by Stanley as a challenge to create a hero that no one should like and force people to like him. Like an anti-hero. Like the first anti-hero kind of thing. Well, I guess someone that was just a dick. Like, not necessarily an anti-hero, but, I don't, but I've never read the comics. So I don't know the original source material. How old, sh- how old is it? Uh, like, we're not, are we talking know. 50s or are we talking 60s? I think later than 50s. He was 95? Yeah, when he died, yeah, he was yeah. So what? That's like you know the twenties, the thirties that he was born. Yeah. So say he was forty, seventy, nineteen seventy. Yeah. I'd expect nineteen seventies is probably getting, yeah, yeah. These characters are probably coming out at some point. Yeah. I mean, Clint Eastwood's uh, Dirty Harry was like one of the first film characters that was a bit of an arsehole he was a police officer who wasn't the gung-ho american hero yeah i yeah. think i saw somewhere that they were that saying that's like one of the early it was ones a big deal yeah and that was like the 70s yeah so yeah i think probably around that time people just All like starting start to, to come out it was just more interesting it's yeah. just way more interesting to have somebody's real yeah that's the thing i was i was watching um batman versus superman i tried to watch it before but i finished mentioned watching it last week and it was just like this whole DC universe thing. Just they're not really people. Yeah, you know, it's like Superman is just Superman. He <laughs> wants to kind of do good. Yeah, but you know, he also wants to study people. Batman, oh, he's just this ridiculously wealthy billionaire. Yeah, who just you know goes to try and fight crime. But in before um, 
Christopher Nolan did his thing. Yeah. It was never really like he had all these issues. No, no. It was no. just like, yeah, this is what happened. The his, comics, his parents died, the comics kind but of were, that's what got him to do it. I think, I think the comics went a lot deeper than the earlier films did. But they kept the early films like well, slapsticky if he, was, sort of. Oh, it was DC, I guess. But yeah. Yeah, if people were looking for anti-heroes, I guess. But then like, yeah, what would be the DC anti-hero? I don't know enough about DC. Punisher? Is that DC? It's Marvel. Oh. I don't know. But yeah. Yeah, he, de- he definitely made kind of anti-hero kind of people like Tony Stark and yeah. Frank Castle and all that kind of shit. Yeah. Um... <laughs> I didn't know this. When you get a kidney transplant, they don't replace your kidney. They just shove a third one in. <laughs> yeah. Just pack you in. There you go. I, I have another one. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, I think it's too dangerous or something like that to like cut arteries and all that kind of shit. So they just wait for the third one to... I think I saw someone's got f- had three kidney transplants. Oh, fucking hell. So they've got five kidneys. Oh. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> <laughs> Which I guess makes sense if you think about like how small a space your organs actually occupy and the rest is just blood and fat, mainly just fat and cholesterol. Yeah. Then it's like, yeah, you could probably just shove another one in there. <laughs> probably, probably don't do the same thing for like other things like legs. Yeah. Just put another <laughs> leg in there. <that> <laughs> <laughs> well, when they do a blood transplant, do they take your blood out? I guess they do. Not all of it. They replace it as their... No. They take that some out, happen. put some more in, take some out, put some more in, yeah. like in a circle, circuit. But they don't just like, well, you need to do blood to take all the blood out. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Fill me up. Yeah. Yeah, so, boy, if it makes sense, it makes sense. Who yeah. are we to criticise the <laughs> medical profession? Um, and finally, uh, George Clooney uses his Nespresso commercial money for a satellite to spy on the Sudanese dictator. <laughs> Who knows this? Apparently, it was um, in like an interview or something. You got microchipped by Nescafe, Nespresso. <laughs> <laughs> Just start spying on people. Yeah, it's George Clooney. He's, he's tired <laughs> of being looked at. He wants to look at someone else. A dictator. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll watch him. You watch me watching him. Yeah. Pay me money. This one ain't coming to Argentina. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess just you know, you get to you must get to a certain point of wealth and ego. Where you just go off the rails to do yeah. something. Just do anything, yeah. Yeah, it's like, fuck, yeah, fine. You want to give me, you must get a lot of money from those adverts. But fuck, yeah, I'll, I'll buy a satellite. That's my satellite money. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you want it? Sudan? I don't know. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, what are you doing? Oh, I'm just watching him. He's, he's an all right guy, but he kind of, he goes off the rails a few times. I just want to watch him. <laughs> Yeah. Whilst drinking coffee. <laughs> yeah. They did weird ones, didn't they? Well, it's now coffee's come in a capsule. Yeah, I don't like those. Like a weird little yogurt thing. It's just, it's, I like, fla- it. flavour wise, they're fine, uh, but the actual idea of it is just. But sound wise, you know, <laughs> the temperature yeah, of the room. It's just wasteful, man. It's like every time you have a cup of coffee, you've got this little plastic thing that just gets thrown away. <laughs> I saw there was an advert for a TED talk recently about like my journey to the 10th thanking the 10,000 people who got me my, my cup of coffee it's like shut up no it's not 10,000 people did not make you your cup of coffee 
It's like, oh, yeah, but the plantation had like a thousand people in it. Yeah, but one person picked the beans for you. <laughs> one person picked your beans. Yeah. Don't take credit for everyone in the plantation. <laughs> yeah, but then, you know, the boat company that shipped, no, the one boat that took your beans <laughs> over. Stop trying to, you know, magicalize everything. Like, yeah. No, like seven people brought you your coffee. <laughs> it's not that, oh, just thank them all and then you're done. Yeah. <laughs> Look how special I am. Yeah, apparently there's a whole big thing about uh, a drug war or something. Fair trade coffee. Yeah. Nobody dies when they make their coffee. No. Stop, stop drinking coffee, guys. Stop it. <laughs> it's yeah. weird what you get addicted to. Yeah. Like just and you don't you don't need it and you could be fine without it. Oh but yeah, it is weird that everyone gets addicted to these weird little things. Just it could be anything. Could, mm. be, could be addicted to milk. Yeah, just something that fills that void that makes you think. I associate this with fucking that. This <laughs> 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 is a good day. Good day comes from this, so I'm gonna start off with this. And that's gonna make a good day. You used to drink a lot of milk, didn't you? I seem to remember. Yeah, yeah. I'm diabetic. <laughs> <laughs> No, I tried it again recently. I just can't. Uh, but but my, I think I'm just in a fucked up medical place anyway. Mm. But yeah, I can't drink as much milk anymore. But my, my issue, I can't drink like conventional man-sized drinks. Yeah. Because I just drink much more. <laughs> you know, I, like, I tried drinking from a glass this week. Yeah. Just like pouring it. In school, and by the time I'd finished pouring, I'd already drank it. <laughs> So it's just it's just like why am I why am I putting this middleman here? Yeah, I need more than a two pint glass to satisfy my thirst, Either to satisfy pouring. And how much is it? A pint is half a liter. Yeah, ish five hundred eighty or something like four hundred eighty. So, so I need a liter at minimum glass to pour my two liter drink into. <laughs> what's the what's the point? Yeah, the only point now is I can't drink anything that's cold or hot. <laughs> So I have to transfer it into something else and then like wrap it in a flannel <laughs> in order to drink it. Like, yeah, I can't drink milk anymore. I tried. I can't do it in my tooth, especially. Yeah. Can only eat pot noodle and whiskey. <laughs> and that's Jesus. it. Fucking rough. Yeah. Fucking hell. But you're sleeping well. So. Yeah. Well, I'm sleeping too much, but at good times. So it's yeah. the illusion of good, but it feels better. So yeah. Just gonna be weird to try and keep up with that. Yeah. It's eight o'clock, go to bed. I've still been getting up at five. Yeah. I, I, this, yeah, this this week I stalled once, I think. Um, stalled? As it, I, I didn't go to... I, I, went, I had to go to bed quite late because I was finishing a bit of work. So you're flying a plane <laughs> too vertically. <laughs> whole thing just stalled. Yeah. But, yeah. But no, it makes sense. I mean, it, there's, whole, there's, there's all these weird life questions that have eluded me for so long. And then I've gone, I think people just start to deal with shit at that time yeah people get so bored of their own existence they start to do chores yeah or ipad notifications you know what i mean like that that period of like between between eight and ten that's when i start to distance myself away from being involved in stuff yeah that's gonna be like oh well i'll put the washing in before i go i'm going to bed so put the washing in do this yeah that's just all the random normal shit i think you do and here i am at nine o'clock ruining your schedule oh yeah (laughs) i asked if you could do it earlier he said no. <laughs> so I hit you in the face with Christmas. <laughs> now, as long as I'm asleep yeah. by 12, it's fine. Yeah. But yeah, I've been at Nick Snip. <laughs> I always forget my Twitter handle. At Sing It Steve. Yeah, and then we're at Pulling Teeth Pod and we're wisdom at pulling tooth dot teeth dot audio. No. <laughs> All right. Wisdom at pulling teeth. Oh, yeah, the audio doesn't exist com. anymore. Wisdom I'm going to talk at- over it again. 
<laughs> wisdom at pullingteethpodcast.com. Oh, yeah. I was going to talk about. <laughs>